Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Cavern podcast where we talk all things Magic the Cavern. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Fine, I think. Good. I think I'm good. fine. Well, it's, it's day one of, of return to normalcy. The, uh, the lockdown's over and everything's gone back to normal and there's no virus anymore, right? Uh, yeah. So you, you know how you're still not allowed to be in... Like restaurants and pubs, like indoors. Yep. That means that LGSs. Well, uh, well, can... I, I I know that. <laughs> you know, that definitely means that LGSs can can you know have you in to play games of magic, right? Yeah. That's definitely how that works. Oh, absolutely. So we absolutely. had to people been fire firing drafts all day. Yeah, people were turning up being like, "Oh, I'm here to play," and I'm like, "No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely not. That's not how this works. If you can't go in a restaurant, then." You definitely can't go in an LGS and sit two feet away from someone to play a game of Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to sort of do what I've been doing for the last 12 months and then see what the cases look like in two weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> see whether we're completely boned again. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to be changing what I'm doing currently anyway. Um, yeah, I'm just going to keep it as it is till I get that. That second dose of 5G juice right in my body, and then uh, <laughs> maybe maybe I'll behave a little differently after that. But I don't I think, even know. Yeah, I don't I think know. I can. I don't think I can go back. I, I think I can go back, but I, I think I'm going to be going to be cautious, definitely. The idea of being around human beings is terrifying to me now. <laughs> I, I can handle I can handle a supermarket for like 30 minutes. I can handle being at work where one other person is. And I can handle being in my house where one other person is, but other than that, <laughs> I don't like the idea of being around other people. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be strange when we go back eventually. But that's not what we're here, what we're here to talk about this week. We're here to distract ourselves as per usual. So, how has your your week with magic been? I bought a lot of cards. <laughs> yes, yeah. as, as is my way. Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, Finally got all the the nice versions of cards I wanted for my Marin EDH deck. Nice. Just worth too much money at this point, and I'm now just scared to take it out of the house. Yeah. Which is always why you want to be with your favourite EDH deck. Is too scared to to leave the house with it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know we were putting decks and comparing and contrasting in, in Architect the other night, and that was that was interesting, wasn't it? It was certainly an experience to see how much these stupid pieces of cardboard that are just sitting on my shelf gathering dust are worth. Yeah, I I put like a third of my my old school deck into Architect, and then had to stop because it was giving me anxiety. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of money in cardboard. It genuinely, was like, no, I, I, I don't want to know. I really don't want to know anymore. <laughs> yeah, one day you'll just turn it into bricks and mortar. I imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's my plan. What a good investment we've made. Oh, I don't know. Buy a, heli- buy a helicopter and just fly it into the sea or something. <laughs> that's only one option, I guess. Yeah. That's what you want to do. <laughs> oh, so, other than you know, nearly giving yourself an anxiety attack, how's the rest of your week in magic been? Yeah, it's, it's been fine. Uh, so, I I guess since we last did a podcast, I got my hands on a box of Time Spiral Remastered and cracked that, and that was a load of fun. Um, yeah, opening those those old bordered cards like in paper was stupidly exciting like every single pack mm-hmm. I cracked it on stream it was fun had a reasonable number of viewers people chatting along it was great really good fun 
Uh, my foil was a young pyromancer, which I'm super happy with. Uh, I've no idea what I'll do with it, but I, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. <laughs> it's yeah. great. I mean, I assume I'll just I'll just hold on to it and then just I don't know, vendor it when GPs come back and get an absurd amount of money for it because they just they just won't exist by then. Yep, but, that's my hope. yeah. <laughs> Super, super cool. Uh, I opened one ponder, so I, I've purchased three. I'm waiting for them to arrive still currently. Uh, so I will have my, my full place of, of ponders for my, my legacy deck. So that's cool. Uh, and then besides that, I've just done a bit of a bit of cubing. So Arena Cube is up on Arena currently, and that's fun as it always is. And then the, the Mengu Cube is up on uh, Magic Online currently, which is Andrea Mangucci's cube. It's, it's a powered cube and it has Time Vault in it and Ralzarek in it and it's a lot of fun. I love it. Sweet. So you've been playing Magic and I've been purchasing Magic. A turn as old as time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Cool, so this week we now have the full Strixhaven spoiler and they, the set, set, set seems fairly interesting, right? There's some some definitely powerful cards. Like we talked mechanics the other week, and the mechanics seem very good, I think, for the, for the most part. Uh, I think it's just kind of another set where there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, talk to me in about a month's time when I've opened a bunch of boxes of this and accidentally found out the cards I like in the set. Yeah. I, f- I find it really hard these days to get excited about looking at spoilers. There are a couple yeah. of cards where I'm like, oh, I really want this for for an EDH deck and stuff, and I don't think there's particularly anything that's caught my eye constructed-wise. Um, the limited format, I have no idea how to how to pass because we'll yeah. have to see how uh, how good lesson lessons and learn are. Yeah, I mean, couple that with Mystic Archives as well, yeah. really spicing things up in places too. I'm I, I'm not sure. I think it is to me. It looks like another set that. It just has a lot of stuff going on. That it looks very complex and, and potentially quite difficult to grok because every single card has just a million different words on it, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, some yeah. of them have a million words over two faces. So I, I feel like that's it's kind of been the thing for the past few sets where I find it like unless there's there's one or two cards that I'm I'm specifically really excited about, I find it very difficult to. I get my head around spoiler season these days. It's it just feels like there's always a lot more going on than, than there used to be. Yeah, I still don't fully understand most of the cards in Kaldheim. Yeah. Or what they, like if you ask me what Cosima Cos Cosmina Cos Cosima Cosima yeah. yeah does I have no idea. It has uh, I know so it many words on both faces. Sort of phases out and in and draws you cards. Not really draws you cards has, when you play lands. Yeah, it has landfall and stuff. But like this thing when when the double face cards were, it's a spell on the front and a land on the back. That's fine. And the mythic ones come yeah. through on top to pay three life. That's easy to get in Zendikar Rising, right? Yeah. And yeah. then you, you have Kaldheim where it's just like two cards worth of text on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just way too much to uh, to get. So like I said, like I probably won't have a proper opinion formed on most of these cards until I've looked at a thousand copies of each, <laughs> and I've just accidentally, you know, absorbed all the information from them. Yeah. But it looks like a cool set. Yeah, I, I feel. I think that I, I feel exactly the same, to be honest. I think this week we're going to go through. The all of the mythics in the set. We're going to play. Or I guess we're going to steal hit a myth once again from from Channel Firewall. It's it's a great fun game. 
Yeah, they, they stole it back. Yeah, they did. Like, like the day after we recorded our, our first steal from them. Yep. Uh, I yeah, I, I I love doing this. Mythics are usually quite exciting, uh, and yeah, I, I think it's fun. I think it's fun. I think we should just jump right into it. Yeah, let's go for it. Cool. So first up, we have Belladross Witherbloom. It's five black green for a four four Elder Dragon. Has flying, and at the beginning of each upkeep, create a one one black and green pest creature token. With when this creature dies, you gain one life. And then has pay 10 life, untap all lands you control, activate only once each turn. Um, an easy hit? Yeah. <laughs> Very I, easy I, hit. I, I agree with you on this one. I mean, it's it's a new Elder Dragon, so that's cool. Obviously, Commander originally was EDH, Elder Dragon Highlander, and every time there's an Elder Dragon that's a mythic, it's usually very good in that format. And I can imagine Belladross is probably going to be quite good there too. Mm-hmm. They can't really print Elder Dragons at Rare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just seems to be a thing that the Elder Dragons or, you know, the Elders in general are mythics at this point. And this also yeah. has a bunch of text on it. And also allows you to pay a ton life to untap all lands you control. <laughs> which <laughs> in Commander is going to be four times a rotation of a table. Yeah. So yeah, this it's, it does a lot of things and it's a big, big dragon. And those are the only things you need to be a mythic these days. Yeah. Yeah, I I think so. I think it. I mean, seven mana for a four four. If that was just a just a vanilla, that would kind of suck. But I think that that pay ten life, untap all lands you control. That's going to be big game in commander, definitely. Yeah, uh, this is one of the cards that I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one of the cards I paid attention to. Awesome, that's a, a really nice uh, full art version of this as well, which I assume will be available in, in collector boosters. This is the only alternate art of the dragon that I like. Nice. We'll get to that in a bit. Cool. <laughs> so next up we have Blex, a vexing pest. A two and a green for legendary creature, pest. It's a 3-2 and has other pests, bats, insects, snakes and spiders you control get plus one plus one. And when Blex, vexing pest dies, you gain four life. But that's not everything. Uh, it is also a sorcery on the backside, which is search for Blex. Two black black for a sorcery. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may put any number of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. You lose three life for each card you put into your hand this way. Yeah. I think it's just about mythic if you put them both together. Yeah, I I think this is a hit 100% for me. Um, you, can, you can have a sorcery in your command zone now. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, I think the the front side isn't a mythic by itself the back side is definitely not a mythic by itself yeah it's just a card draw spell but then if you put them both together and like for complexity reasons i imagine this has to be a mythic because it's one of the cards we were talking about that has a paragraph on each side <laughs> that you're not gonna you don't want this to come up in limited very often yeah totally totally it, yeah it's a big it's a big bug lizard frog guy yeah, just I mean, called a pest. anybody who wanted to play bat, insect, snake, spider, tribal can do now, I guess. I was going to say that Swarmyard's going to spike, but it just got reprinted, so no. Yeah. <laughs> In six months' time, Swarmyard will spike then. <laughs> yeah. But this, this is a, a hit, but I think only because it's a double-faced card. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think I agree there. Definitely, definitely agree there. Cool. So two for two so far that we agree on for once. That's good. Uh, well. Next up, 
we have blot out the sky that is x white black for sorcery create x tapped two one white and black inkling creature tokens with flying if x is six or more destroy all non-creature non-land permanents so it's a better martial coup probably kind of yeah <laughs> they're tapped but they're two ones and they destroy everything not just creatures so yeah, it's a so, yeah different they destroy martial all, coup. <laughs> all non-creatures and and non-lands yeah so it it doesn't it's not a wrath it's a wrath for everything else yeah and it makes two ones but they're tapped i think this might be a bulk mythic <laughs> I I think I agree as well. I mean, I assume there'll be there'll be instances where you'll have I don't know you'll you'll have some creature that cares about entering the battlefield, or you'll be able to generate a ridiculous or I guess an infinite amount of mana, and you'll be able to win that way. But yeah, I, I think I think to me it just looks like you you have to jump through a lot of hoops to make this work, and and yeah. like. Yeah, like eight mana, planar cleansing that doesn't kill creatures, kind of sucks, and doesn't create blockers. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for me. I don't want to pump all my mana into this big X spell, and then not be able to block and can possibly just die because the creatures aren't tapped. Like you're not, yeah. you, 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 if you pay eight mana for this, then you're making tapped creatures. You haven't destroyed your opponent's creatures, and they're just going to attack you to death because you don't have any blockers. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I think it's just about a hit because it does two things, but the two things it does are fairly underwhelming. Yeah, I I think it's a miss, this one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this probably could have been rare, and I feel like the only way it's... The only reason it's mythic is because it's it's a single X. A single X, white, black, create a load of creatures. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think this card is good. I think it would be too powerful if they entered untapped, but... Yeah, potentially. Like, I'd much rather play... What's the... Secure the Wastes. Yeah. It's an instant, and they enter untapped. <laughs> um, yeah, would, would you rather play... Like, I, I'd rather play... If I'm looking for a Wrath effect, play Planar Cleansing. If I'm looking for something that makes a lot of creatures, Secure the Wastes, definitely. Yeah, I don't need one card to do both things. Yeah, and do both things poorly. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's a very strange card. <laughs> it is cool. So next up, we have Body of Research. That's green, 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 blue, blue, blue for a sorcery. Create a zero, zero, green and blue fractal creature token. Put X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the number of cards in your library. I didn't realize this was a mythic. <laughs> yes, I thought this, this was this, a rare. <laughs> I think this has to be a mythic, given like it'll be six mana for a, I don't know, like at least twenty twenty. In limited, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's not very impressive. Yeah, that's that, that's the thing. I think in a vacuum, I don't think this card is very good. But yeah, because in a uh, vacuum, your library doesn't exist, so. Well, much. yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so without without cards that work that have nice interactions with this card, uh, I don't think this card is very good because uh, you create, I don't know, you pay six mana, create a a fifty fifty 
and then your opponent casts Doomblade. Well, your opponent casts like, Unsummon. Yeah. Your opponent down takes like, their Teferi Time Reveler. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, like you know, move dice to removal, but this dies to so much removal. This dies to a stiff and, like so much, so much like non-premium removal as well. Like, I just I don't yeah. think this is good. Yeah. I think when you can combine it with certain things like the Ozolith and obviously Simic Ascendancy is a very good one, uh, then it gets a lot better. But we're not talking about those cards. We're talking about this one card by itself, uh, and I, I, I think looking at the card alone, I don't know. I think it's very much on the line for me because I think it. It's very exciting to read, like, a six mana, make a 52-52. So that, mm-hmm. that's very exciting, and that feels... That almost has that sort of, like, mythic feeling for me, but it isn't actually good. Correct. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think this is a miss for me, but I think I think it's it's very much on, on the line. But the thing that pushes it towards the line is, is just feeling alone and not actual evaluation of the card but it's a it's a six mana big big without any yeah. evasion that dies to an unsummon I, yeah. like, I, I don't know who I mean we know why it's mythic it's because of limited like you can't have that kind of effect be rare and just you know a few copies in every draft pool because that's yeah. just obnoxious but it's not good <laughs> I'd probably draft it but it's not good <laughs> Like, how big does a vanilla creature have to be for such a small mana cost that it makes it good enough? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would definitely... I think I would definitely draft this, but I wouldn't expect to win the game with this. Whereas, I yeah. think... I think even, like, Blot Out the Sky, like, I think if I drafted Blot Out the Sky, I would expect to win the game with that far more often than I, I ever would with Body Research. This isn't the card you open from your booster and think, oh, I did it. This is my big bomb. Yeah. This is just like, oh, I guess this is probably the most powerful card in the pack, but I need better green blue cards to help melt, like help it work. Yeah, I mean, I compare it to the mythics that we've seen so far. Like a hundred percent, like Belladross seems like a much more exciting and much better card than this one. Like the beginning of each upkeep, create a a pest creature token. When it dies, you gain one life. Yeah. So every upkeep, you've got a blocker for this twenty twenty vanilla. Or like however big it's going to be, thirty thirty vanilla. Yeah, yeah. Belladross is, is is just I, I just don't think it compares to the other mythics. That's not what we've seen so far. That's another thing as well. Like each each uh, college has their own token, and all of yeah, them just yeah. trump this all day. It doesn't have fire, it doesn't have trample, it doesn't have anything. It just it just yep. gets trumped by a very common mechanic. A lot of cards in the set throughout all rarities make a token at some point, and we'll just trump this all day. Yeah, it's just it's just bad. Yeah, it's a miss. It's a mm-hmm. miss. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Next up, we have Crackle with Power. That's X X X Red Red. It's a sorcery. And Crackle with Power deals five times X damage to each of up to X targets. Oh, Red Mythics never change. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's better than Comet Storm, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's still I a mythic. Probably it Commander Precons, and it's still a mythic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is a hit, mainly because it is nonsense. Yeah, I I also agree with that on the basis that it it has XXX and it's it's casting cost like that's cool and exciting, 
and if, if you if you're gonna get to the point where you can sink you know a reasonable amount of mana into this it's just gonna win you the game yeah uh, i also again think it is just a, i don't know this thing like it's the floor is very low yeah like it's five mana deal five to one thing yeah and then if you have then the next one up from that you need to have eight mana yeah to to deal 10 damage to two things 10 damage to two things yeah like when you actually That's do the math good. it's fine but it's not like as crazy as it could be yeah i i agree with that but i i think i think when we're talking about limited eight mana deal 10 damage to two things is pretty good when one of those things can be especially on its face yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, tent your face, tent your biggest creature, swing with the rest of my team. Like, that's probably going to win you the game. You can't put all the damage to their face, can you? Is this just eight mana deal twenty two? No, no, it's up to uh, x damage to each of up to x targets. So yeah, you have to, to have targets. you have to do it to multiple. Arc. Yeah. Oh, up to. Yeah. So is it just like if you did it for ten, you could just target one thing with ten. You can't. Target the same thing with the other. Crackle of power deals five times X damage to each of up to X targets. Yeah, okay. so it only does that instead of damage once. So yeah, so you, you could you could only you could pick you could pick zero. Let's say you did it for X was two. You could pick zero, one, or two targets, but you couldn't have you couldn't pick the same target for two targets. Okay, so I can't pay eight mana and murder my opponent. Good to no. know. Okay. Oh, well, I genuinely wasn't sure just because of the fact that it's set up to. But yeah, this it does things that they haven't done before, so it's a mythic. <laughs> I mean, it's very powerful. Yeah. Hence the name, yeah. I imagine. That's it. it. It's it's certainly powerful. It's certainly going to win a good amount of limited games, I think. And yeah, that, that triple X in the casting cost is, is exciting. I, th- I think it's got... As far as red mythics go... Especially red non-creature mythics. I think it's got everything going for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next up we have Ecological Appreciation. Is X2 green for a sorcery. Search your library and graveyard for up to four creature cards with different names that each have mana value X or less and reveal them. An opponent chooses two of those cards. Shuffle the chosen cards into your library and put the rest on the battlefield. Exile Ecological Appreciation. Why do they keep trying to make gifts and given not broken why is I, I that a thing know. that Wizards of the Coast are trying to do <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're just giving us variants on this on this model of search for things your opponent chooses some and uh, you get to keep the rest I think this is pretty good yeah I, I think so I think it, again like the other X spells that we've seen if you can pump enough mana into this like you're, I don't know. So if, if you can pump enough man, man you're probably going to win the game. But regardless of what happens, your opponent's always going to take the worst creature cards out of your graveyard to put them on the battlefield. Which I guess it's it's oh. probably good shuffling your bombs back into your library. But I don't know. I, I feel like for me, this is one of those cards that is is going to be quite difficult to evaluate until I actually play with it. But the the effect, like what it, what it does, is is quite exciting. I can see why it could be quite powerful. I think it's it's definitely a mythic. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Certainly. We 
it, it, it's it's weird. It's like part gifts and given styles, so like Realms and Child, etc. Part finale of Devastation, part Grains and Zenith, part Court of Calling. Like it's very weird because it, it, it you can get it from the library or the graveyard, so it does the the finale of Devastation thing. Yeah. But your opponent gets the choice, so it's never going to be that powerful. Um, but you get two things, so it's it's that weird sort of them, them trying to balance it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this just ends up being one of the most expensive mythics in the set. It's, it's, <laughs> it's much better than we evaluate it at. It's yeah, just, so much I, I think on. it's it it's really really situational, isn't it? I think playing this in limited is going to be completely different to playing this in commander. Well, yeah, Which I guess just... it's, it's, it's true of like every card, but I think very much so here. Like the way you can stack your deck and build a deck around this as, as a strategy and commander is going to be very different to the, the limited card pool that you have access to when you're playing this. In limited. I mean, I think with limited, this is just seven mana. I'm going to show you all of the four drops in my deck. Two of them are going to be in play, and they're probably good enough yeah. as their four drop. So probably, it's, yeah. it's probably worth seven mana, right? Um, yeah. And then, I mean, there's probably things you can do. There's always this card that people try and break in the, the creature combo, the creature combo decks in eternal formats, like you devoted druid decks. Um, where if there are enough pieces, I guess this can win the game. If you yeah. have the other people, like you search for devoted druid, vizier, and then some other things. Um, yeah, search for Kikijiki, Restoration Angel, Deceiver Exarch, Festamite. Yeah, and they give you the Deceiver Exarch. <laughs> the the Festival yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's certainly there are certainly combinations of things you can do where you always get something. Yeah. Like it, it's gonna be one of those cards people are gonna try and break. We had it with uh, Uncaged the Menagerie, Gruesome something from Guilds of Ravnica or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Spell that reanimated a certain amount of things. This is kind of similar to Agadim's Awakening a little bit. Like it's just it's, someone's gonna try and break it and it's not gonna be quite there. I think, and it'll just be a commander card. I'd love to be proven wrong. I I hope this card's good. It would be cool to see this yep. this work out and see what the the deck looks like. Because there are you know there are still, Eldritch Devolution, Call of Calling, Finale of Devastation decks all around mob. So maybe this is the next card that is a little bit better than one of those. Yeah. Who knows? I'm sure somebody with a much much larger brain than us all. Oh yeah, that's know. the thing. Like that's what I'm saying with most of these cards. It's just like I'm, I'm waiting for someone who is better at magic to me than me to play it for a <laughs> bit and tell me if it's good or not because I don't know. There are certainly things you can do with it, but I don't know if any of them are good enough. Yeah, I I feel exactly the same to be honest. It's definitely interesting. Um, do I feel like this is a hit or a myth? Uh, I'm. Hmm. It tutors creatures and puts them into play or reanimates creatures. I think that's definitely a hit. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it a hit. Just even if even it if doesn't, your it, does, it doesn't feel like a like a big exciting hit to me, but I, I think it just crosses the line. It doesn't have powerful stuff. I think even if your opponent gets the decision, it's still doing powerful things. Yeah. This is true. This is true. The outcome is because you get to it's not like a fact or fiction where you're at the mercy of the top of your library. It's like you get to choose the choice they're making. Um, yeah and that makes it pretty powerful and I think the combination of all those those things makes it a mythic also it just has so much text it can't not be a mythic which I think is a, a good reason at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair cool so next up we have Extus Auric Overlord 
It is a one white black black for a legendary creature, human warlock. It's a 2-4 with double strike and magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, return target non-legendary creature card from your graveyard to your hand. But wait, there's more. On the back it is Awaken the Blood, the Blood Avatar. It is 6 black red for sorcery. As an additional cost to cast the spell, you may sacrifice any number of creatures. This spell costs 2 less to cast for each creature sacrificed this way. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. Create a 3-6 black and red avatar creature token with haste and whenever this creature attacks it deals 3 damage to each opponent. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I've got no idea what's going on in terms of like lore with this card. It's just, just very, very strange. I just listened but to there's... you read both sides of this card and read it along with you and I still don't know what it does. I, I mean... I know what it does. I don't know why it does it. Like, four mana, two four with double strike. Mm -hmm. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, return target non-legendary creature card from your graveyard to your hand. That sounds cool. That sounds like an interesting, cool mythic build around commander. I like that. But then also, it's got an eight mana sorcery attached to the back of it that makes your opponent sacrifice a creature, and then you make a three six that has haste and deals three damage for each opponent when it attacks why <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah why why does it why does it do these things I said it, why, is it, why is it three colours across two cards as well like, yeah Extus is the baddie that we're supposed to care about now it's like the villain of Strixhaven yeah or of whenever playing wrong the flavour text is drawing me for the dawn of a new age uh, I'm barely acquainted with the age we're currently in, so I don't really know what your motive is. And then, yeah, he finds the the blood avatar, and it's he finds a the blood avatar, which looks <laughs> it, yeah, that's it. It looks really cool on the picture. It's got like four arms and three weapons. Like, looks like you know, some actual massive scary demon thing. And then just it's a, a three six with haste. Yeah, sure, it deals yep. three when it attacks, but yep. I don't know, so does Hellrider in most instances. Uh, yeah, I think... <laughs> and, and it can just be unsummoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the word why was accurate. Yeah. This card. I don't understand, like, the front side is very bad. Not bad, but, like, not very mythic feeling is, is what I, I should say. The, the front one seems, seems fine for me. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you can return a yeah, non-legendary yeah. Yeah, creature from your graveyard to your hand. That's cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't mean to say bad. I just It didn't feel very mythic-y, is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, the backside just it's a bunch of stuff that ends up being kind of underwhelming. That <laughs> you, you can sack your entire board to make this cheaper, and then your opponent sacrifices a creature, and then it's a 3-6 that has... Yeah, basically deals damage like it's unblocked. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's a weird card. It's probably it's fairly mythic though because you know it's a legendary creature with a reasonable ability, and then on the back it's a sorcery that does a lot of things. So, sure, this is what mythics look like now. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say this is a hit just because I, I simply don't understand why this card exists. <laughs> Therefore, it must be a mythic. Uh, yeah, therefore yeah. It, it it must be a hit. I feel confused and I I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know why. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a hit. <laughs> That's really the. Uh, I also think 
I also think it's quite strange. I guess we've seen it on, on a few of these cards now, but the fact that we have Mythics that are Story Spotlight cards, it kind of seems like the kind of antithesis of what Story Spotlight cards were or like should have been. Like that, you should be frequently opening up Story Spotlight cards so you can see the story, so you can see what happens in the story. But when you've got multiple Mythics that are Story Spotlight cards, how like how often are you going to see the cool story moments? The, the weird thing is, it's just this, this guy's here, and he summoned the blood avatar. Uh huh. <laughs> like that's that's <laughs> yeah. not engaging me in a story. I have no idea what's happening. I don't know what's going on with the card, and I don't know what's going on with the story. And it, but it has a lot of words in it. That's my yeah. analysis of this card. I don't know, but it's got a lot of words, so therefore, must be a mythic. Can we move off this card? Because the more I look at it, the more I hate it. <laughs> Let's go for it. So, next up, we have Galazeth Prismari. He's two blue red for a 3 4 legendary creature, Elder Dragon. That's flying, and when Galazeth Prismari enters the battlefield, create a treasure token. And it has artifacts you control, have tap, add one mana of any colour. Spend this mana only to cast an instant or sorcery spell. Um. Okay, first of all, I can't stop looking at it. The old art, it's a flying penis with teeth. I was about to say I really like that art. But it's a flying I, penis yeah. with teeth. Uh, I, I think you've you've fully convinced me on that one there. Yeah, Tell me that, that doesn't... The... Look exactly like the shaft of a penis with a mouth. I have to stick that in the the phallic tag on on Scryfall. <laughs> it looks exactly like a cock. <laughs> oh, um, sorry, I had to get that out. This is underwhelming for a mythic elder dragon. It turns if yeah. it just if it just turned artifacts into manoliths, like your treasures, you didn't have to sacrifice treasures. That would be really good, but then it's no need to cast into the sorcery, which is less good. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it can't. Like, if it was green, then yeah, sure, it could just be land can tap for any color or mana. But it's it's red and blue, so they've got to put some restriction on it. I think it would be, it would feel more like a mythic if it made what more than one single treasure token, or like, if it was like every time it attacks, create a treasure token. Obviously, that's quite similar to Goldspan Dragon. Or maybe if it was like every time it blocks, create a treasure token, or just just some way you can you can make multiple treasure tokens, and then it yeah. does like not as good Urza as as the other one. Yeah, but this is the instant sorcery set, right? So yeah, that's true. Kind of, that's true. We have to. We have to Although have maybe that's a that's quite an interesting design for for a mox in the future, perhaps. Add one mana of any like zero mana tap to add one mana of any color. Spin this mana only to cast instant or sorcery spell. No, you know. That's I mean, you, you ban that in legacy. Hundred percent ban that you in know legacy. That's busted. But... <laughs> yeah. I mean, modern. What are you talking about? That's why about? I love it. <laughs> that's why I love it. We just banned Simeon Spirit Guide in modern. You can't have that. That's not allowed. That's so Beautiful. broken. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh god. Oh, what if a mox but it? It can only cast the kind of spells that you normally cast with mocks. What about that? <laughs> what if a max mocks but it can tap for any colour, but it can only cast Ancestral Recall or Pyro uh, Pyroblast? Or Dark Ritual. Like, yeah, okay. Or Dark right. Ritual, it yeah. Seems, it seems great. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that design, well done. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean, or Veil of Summer. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can only cast the best spells in the game. Uh, this, a boy can dream. And stop. You should stop dreaming. <laughs> um, this is probably reasonable, going this on 4 into Gods Upon Dragon on 5. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like Gods Upon Dragon's kid brother, but also is... Not as good at all. Yeah, and is also like the owner of a house and a big elder dragon, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when I said owner of a house, I didn't mean like he owns a bungalow, I meant like, you know, the college, right? He's the head of the college. Yeah. Not that he owns a semi detached. Which is I think how it sounded. I'm underwhelmed by this card. I think maybe it's a lot more powerful than I'm giving it credit for, but it feels yeah. a bit like a myth to me. I I think it's a myth. Uh yeah. It it's not that exciting for me. Which which is a shame. Uh, I don't know. That stapled an eight mana sorcerer on the back of it. That would be cool. <laughs> but that's just how we're making cards exciting in twenty twenty one. But I yeah I just I think this is underwhelming and I I, I want to give this a myth. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of a lot a lot of cards would become mythics if you stapled an eight mana sorcery to the back of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, and it's also a flying penis. So there's that. Sure, sure, I'll give you that. <laughs> cool, so next up we have Harness Infinity. That is one black, 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 green, green, green for an instant. Exchange your hand and graveyard. Exile Harness Infinity. Can I interest you in a bad Yorgmoth's will? Nope, it's a hit. It's a hit, 100% a hit. I know a broken card when I see it. I don't know how it's going to be broken yet, but that that just looks that screams broken right like if not broken now in 20 years time if the game still exists they'll print something that just messes with that I mean it's just Yorgmoth's will it's not Yorgmoth's will it does very similar things to it, it follows very similar play patterns to Yorgmoth's will is my yeah, point yeah but it costs obviously 7 a, mana obviously a 7 mana can't, instant can't go, that doesn't have any yeah. of the words that Yorgmoth's will has on it it isn't Yorgmoth's will obviously <laughs> but it allows you to but like I, I don't know what you're doing with this that he's the seven mana it's so much mana because you yep. can like ritual it out and cast mana morphos or whatever to try and get the right colours and then you can put all those back in your hand but then you have no storm count and it's just a big regrowth it's a gigantic regrowth it is it's a huge regrowth but I, that you don't, I feel don't... like I, I don't I don't know how it's going to be broken but I, I feel like this card just looks like something that at some point can be broken. I don't know how yet, but I, again, I'm sure somebody with a, a larger brain than me will figure it out. But th- this this looks this this just just feels like a hit to me. I think on just excitement factor alone, like this is definitely a weird card, and and weird cards are 100% my kind of jam. Uh, yeah, I. <sighs> I don't really get what it's for. I don't, I don't get why this card exists. It it does yeah. it, it. It's just commander, isn't it? Yeah, Whenever yeah, we don't know what a card is for, it's commander. commander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, like surely there's there's some sort of shenanigans you can do with in, in Marin with this, right? Oh yeah, just in your end step, pick up all these creatures, dump all these creatures in my graveyard that I can reanimate with Marin. Have all the best cards that I've used in my graveyard back in my hand, and then uh, in the end step, discard them all so I can reanimate them with Marin anyway. Like, it's obviously yeah. going to be great. But that doesn't 
mean it's a useful card, it just means it works well with Marin, Marin of Clan Noldoth, so... Yeah, I don't... It, it's just an EDH card that they've printed, and I can't see it going anywhere else. I like it, I just don't know why it exists. Yeah. Yeah, how about hit or myth? How does that how does it feel to you? Does it feel like a hit or a myth? It's called Harness Infinity. You can't harness infinity lots of times. It can't be a rare. <laughs> you can't keep harnessing infinity. You can only do it once, surely. Sure. Sure. So yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty mythical to me. And yeah, I don't think it's I don't know, I'm just confused by this card. I like it. I just don't. I just don't like, it's the same with Awaken the Blood Avatar. I just don't. Like, why? Why does this exist? Also, we're talking about like how Witherbloom is meant to not be Golgari, and they're meant to distinguish themselves from the guilds. And like, this, this is just Golgari. You swap your graveyard yeah. in your hand. It's just like reanimating things. I thought Witherbloom was meant to be about like life gain and dealing damage and. I don't know. I'm just yeah, perplexed by this card. I don't know. I'm I'm still not not sold on the these are not guilds things because I think a lot of them are. Yes. You know, really very very similar to guilds. Um, you know, the Simic's got the counters. This Golgari. This is just a Golgari card, but you know, it's not me. It's not for me to pass judgment on. Whatever. Yes, it is. You have a Magic Let's the Gathering on. podcast. Sure. What's wrong with you? <laughs> of course, fine, it's your job. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Do better, Watsy. There you go. <laughs> cool. Next up we have Hoffrey Ghost Forge. It's three red white for a legendary creature, dwarf cleric. Spirits you control get plus one plus one, have trample and haste. Whenever another non token creature you control dies, exile it. If you do create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a spirit in addition to other types, and has when this creature leaves the battlefield, return the exile card to your hand, and it's a four five. Return the exile card to your graveyard. To your graveyard, not your hand. That would be good if it was your hand. Uh, that would be very good, yeah. It, yeah, this is the what what the law hold do, apparently. They harness the spirits of they make spirits. things. Yeah. And then they lay them to rest. I dunno, it's a commander card, isn't it? It's it's cool. Like I, I like the idea of a Boros commander that isn't just doing the attacky thing, though it does give them plus one plus one, trample and haste. But it does something different. Like it's tricky stuff for like you sack it to your altar or something, and then make a copy of it, and it's got a cool ETB, and then it can attack, and then when it dies, it hasn't just been exiled. You can bring it back some other way because it's still in your graveyard. Like it's it's cool. Yeah, it's it's. Mythic-y. I don't really understand how this didn't become the the Lawhold commander commander. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Why why is it a dwarf cleric? Couldn't couldn't I don't know, like Kaldheim had a dwarf theme, right? Why couldn't this be in a been a Kaldheim card? Because Strixhaven has every Has yeah, I guess has everything from everywhere it has, in the multiverse. There, there, sure. are, there are core there. So yes, this is true. This is true. It's like every creature type imaginable on this plane, um, and I think yeah, the, the creature types have very little to do with anything, pretty much. Outside of the yeah. dragons, I think the creatures, the creature types are just—they they just happen to be a dwarf, and they're just this character. Yeah. So that's fair. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's c- cool. It's just a commander. <laughs> They've just made a commander and put it in the set instead of the commander precon. 
So, do you reckon it's uh, it's called Hoffrey because of Game of, Game of Thrones? Is there a character in Game of Thrones called Hoffrey? Uh, no, but there's a Joffrey, isn't there? Is he a dwarf? Uh, I think he's a child. <laughs> <laughs> he's a... And those are the same. <laughs> he's little. And those are the same. Sh- children are short. Dwarves are short. That's how this works. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's a child. I, I mean, look, he's called he's called Hoffrey, and he's small. Like, there's a small character in Game of Thrones called Joffrey. I, it's got to be some sort of throw to, right? Does this Hoffrey a man who or child that? Reanimates people. I don't brings know. them back I from the seen dead. Game of Thrones. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you could tell me he does, and I wouldn't have well, a clue. I couldn't tell you he does. I don't even know he existed. Yeah. What are you talking about? Why are we talking about Game of Thrones? <laughs> Neither of us have watched Game of Thrones. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, so, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to find any and all pop culture references that they shoehorn into every set that they can at this point, and I, I'm, I feel like this has got to be some sort of call, call to that, right? Sure. Cool. As uh, two people who don't know anything about Game of Thrones, I'll take your word for it. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's a hit or a myth, though, uh, I I think this is uh, a myth. It's a hit. It does things. It does powerful things with one of the main mechanics that Lawhold has, which is making spirits. Yeah. That's the weird thing to me. It doesn't make, like... How big are the, it just how, it just doesn't feel exciting to me. How big are the Lawhold spirits? When Law, when Lawhold make a spirit, how big is that spirit? Is it a two one? Uh, is it a three I two? I think so. Is it? A why can't three, I find a, one? Maybe. What's the Lawhold command? Lawhold command makes three twos. Yeah. So why didn't it make a three two version of that creature? Anyway, I don't matter. I think it's a hit because it is the commander that you turn your Lawhold precon into. Sure. That's what it is. I'm going to give for. it a myth just because it just doesn't excite me in the slightest. Well, none of these cards excite me particularly. <laughs> if we're going to go on that, they're all misses. Sure, sure. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, next up we have Jadzi, Oracle of Arcabios. Uh, eight mana for a human wizard. Uh, it's 5-5 five, five, and has discarded a card, return Jadzi, Oracle of Arcavius to its owner's hand. And has Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a non-land card, you may cast it, cost it by paying one rather than paying its mana cost. If it's a land, put it on the battlefield. Not on the back. It's a sorcery called Journey to the Oracle. It's two green green. Uh, you may put any number of land cards from your hand on the battlefield. Then, if you control eight or more lands, you may discard a card. If you do, return Journey to the Oracle to its owner's hand. What the fuck? <laughs> a lot this? of hoops to jump through there, right? What is this? I... An 8 mana 5 5 that has a magecraft ability that does stupid stuff. You can also discard a card so you can cast the backside, even though the backside helps you cast the frontside. Uh, and then it has a version, a scapeshift style card on the back for some reason. Like a splendid reclamation, but not even style like thing. yeah. Like if you if you control eight or more lands, you can pay four mana to cast this. Put any number of lands into play that you might have in your hand at this point. There's, I don't know. So I, you can I just I, again again like why? 
Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, who is this for? Why? <laughs> what is it? What is going on with this card? You may put any number of land cards from your hand as well. Then, if you control eight or more lands, you may discard a card. If you do return it, to, oh, so it only goes back to your hand if you have. Eight if or you more have, land. yeah. If you have, if you control eight or more lands, and discard a card. I can't. So you can so let's say let's say you've got four lands on the battlefield. If somehow you have four lands and a fifth card in your hand to discard, then you can do the thing and then have just Jadzu left in your hand, I guess. I don't know. I, this it, I I don't know when you're casting this like ever. Um. I can't be this confused by a card unless it's a hit. This is what we've learned from this set. I don't understand any yeah. of the cards, and they're all mythics. Like, the front, the front side's really good, but sure. it's eight mana. But it's eight mana, and, and it has to be eight mana because that magecraft ability is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> so I, I, just, I just don't know. I, I, <laughs> there are so many mythics I just, that just just confuse me in this set. I, I think. I think I have to give this one a hit just because that Magecraft ability is ridiculous and if you find a way to stick this and you've you've built some cool Storm Commander deck around this, you're just going to go off and win. But this this is quite possibly the most confusing card that I've seen so far. I don't know who this is for. I don't know who's casting this card. Yeah, it's not me. I don't know I don't know when the reverse of this card is is good ever. <laughs> if you've like I guess if you've like Whatever that seven mana Seagate sorcery land from uh, from Zendikar was like, if you get to, to cast that and draw like six cards of that, then maybe Journey the Oracle's good. But other than that, I I really don't know. Was this this was probably reasonable in in an Uro world, right? No, <laughs> when no. Uro helps you draw cards and put land on the battlefield. But then they put the lands into the battlefield and you can't put them into play with Journey to the Oracle. No, but if they're on the battlefield already, then oh, you Christ, can just discard a card and return it to your hand. <laughs> I don't want to keep talking about this card. I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going I... on. Please <laughs> make it stop. Yeah, I'm... Uh-huh. I'm going to give this one a hit based on the fact that I... I just, again, I just don't really understand this card. Yeah. But the parts of this card that I do understand are ridiculously powerful. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna give it a hit based on the fact that there's currently blood pouring out my ears. Nice. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Please. Something a bit more reasonable next. Oh, we no. have Kazmina Enigma Sage. One green blue for a legendary planeswalker, Kazmina. And she has a plus two, scry one, minus X, create a zero zero green and blue fractal creature token. Put X plus one plus one counters on it. And then minus eight, search your library for an instant sorcery card that shares a colour with this planeswalker. Exile that card, then shuffle. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. And then also has the static ability of each other planeswalker you control has the loyalty abilities of Kazmina and Enigma Sage. Uh, we've been through this when it was first spoiled, and yep. uh, yeah, it does a lot of stupid stuff. Yeah, it's a hit, 100% a hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's easy. It does things that planeswalkers haven't been done before. Also, it's a planeswalker, and I maintain that planeswalkers are inherently mythic unless it's a theme in the set that they're not mythic. So shove it. Yeah, we have a differing opinion on that, but I, I, I think as I think as far as this set goes, that, that's probably true. Yeah, I think Cosmina's great. It's a really cool card, a really interesting card. I kind of love everything it does. 
Uh, yeah, she's definitely far less confusing than the other cards we talked about. Easy hit. Let's move on. <laughs> I understood this one. Let's go. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Magma Opus. That is a six blue red for an instant. Magma Opus deals four damage divided as you choose among any number of targets. Tap two target permanents. Create a four-four blue and red elemental creature token. Draw two cards. Uh, also has uh, blue red hybrid. Blue red hybrid. Discard Magma Opus. Create a treasure token. Uh, why do these cards do so many things? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, obviously because they're mythics, but like they 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 all do a lot, and they all do a lot of strange why, things. Why couldn't they template template this like Sublime Epiphany? Yeah, and then just say you can choose one or more, and then you'd actually be able to read it rather than having to read through the oh, entire like, paragraph every time. Do the following and then bullet point them. Or yeah, bullet bullet point them. I don't want to have to read this every time. Uh, eight mana. Do four things that are all pretty good, and then it also you can discard it to create a treasure token if it's which is the form of cycling, I guess. Yeah, you can do it in speed as well. This feels like it should have been a mechanic, right? It's like Prismari weirdly pay, cares about yeah, pay a couple of mana, discard, create a treasure token. Yeah, Prismari seem to care about treasures quite a lot, and it just seems like it would have been yeah. a mechanic at some point during development. You know, where like yeah, you just quite cycle, cycle things to make a treasure instead of actually drawing a card. Yeah, like it, again, I feel like it, it has that thing that Carl Time go, had going on, where like they were, you know, clearly X Y Z are the core mechanics of the set, but then there's just a bunch of other mechanics just kind of thrown in because. Yeah, I, I feel, feel like this was feels feels like that a lot. This might have way. been a mechanic at some point. I feel at some point in development, and then it was just scrapped in favor of Magecraft and Lesson and whatever. Yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, this is it. Does it does four things? It does five things, and all of them are kind of good. So yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, I I think so as well. Um, eight mana is a hell of a lot, but at the same time you're doing a lot of stuff for eight mana. So I guess it makes sense. Um, yeah, I I think it's good. And again, like being able to discard it. Like if you need to discard this early game to make a treasure. For whatever reason, then that that's cool. That's something you can do too. This probably means it's going to be constructed playable um, mm-hmm. because yep. of that. Yep. Yeah, I I think it's a hit it, again because it's it's a very strange one, but you get a lot of bang for your buck with this one. And it's got a funny pun name, so that's good. Yeah, sort of. What do you mean, sort of? It definitely does. I mean, it's 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 definitely a pun, but. The funny bits, a bit oh, okay. subjective. I see, I see. Yeah, that's fine. I agree. <laughs> cool. Let's move on. Next up, we have mascot exhibition. It's seven mana for a sorcery. It's a lesson. Uh, it says create a two-one white and black inkling creature token with flying, a three-two red and white spirit creature token, and a four-four blue and red elemental creature token. At this point, I do not have the brain capacity to assess whether lesson should come into whether something is mythical or not. So I'm just going to ignore that text being there. You can get this off learn. That makes it either stronger or weaker based on whatever you feel. Uh, is this seven mana colorless card that makes uh, f- f- nine power and seven toughness across three bodies, one of which has evasion? It's probably pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I, I. So I think this kind of has to be a hit because yeah, seven mana create a bunch of like pretty fine 
tokens. Also, and it's colorless, so anybody can have this. Mm -hmm. Anybody can do it. But there is, I think there's a big fail on this card that it only makes three of the house mascots, and not the other two. Um, well, Witherbloom are meant to be like the the not the one that people don't really acknowledge, right? Like the Demir. Yeah. And the pests, and the pests are something that annoys everyone else, so they don't like. And then, and then I don't know how you template this. How many, how you template this to make a fractal? Like how many cards you put on it, or whatever. Just the one one, I guess, or I don't know. Make a, a zero zero fractal with one counter on it for each token you control. It's probably busted. Yeah, probably. Uh, probably. This is easily a hit because it is the only magic card that depicts a dabbing orc. <laughs> so, I'm in. Yeah, sure. I'm into it. That's good. I give you that. that orc is give definitely dabbing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I guess the fact that it's a lesson probably makes it stronger than it appears on face value. If you can just tutor this up yeah. at any point, it just makes some blockers or attackers. It's pretty good enough. Yeah, I, I think it's good. Uh, to me, it's a hit. But I, I do wish that it it created all of the all of the tokens. Because this this is meant to be part of the uh, of of the Quidditch, the Quidditch analog, whatever they're calling the game in this one, right? Mage Tower. Yes, Mage Tower. That's it's literally the one. what it's called. Mage yeah. Tower. <laughs> yeah. You meant to do something with the the mascots or something? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it just feels like a like a fail that it doesn't get all of the houses. But uh, as, as far as the card itself goes, I think it, it's a it's a pretty good card mm -hmm. and yeah, it, it's a hit. Sure. Cool. Next up, there's a lot of mythics in this set. Uh, next up, we have Mavinda, Student's Advocate. Two and a white for a legendary creature, Bird Advisor. So 2-3, has flying, and has zero. You may cast target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard this turn. If that spell doesn't target a creature you control, it costs eight more to cast this way. If that spell will be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. Activate only once each turn. What the fuck? <laughs> what are any of these cards? Now, now you want to talk about bad Yorgmoth's wills. Yeah, okay. <sighs> They really wanted to print a card that people would put in their Feather Redeemed EDH decks, I guess. Yeah. You get to recast Pump Spells. This is probably quite good in Limited. <laughs> so <laughs> three mana, two, three with Flying, which you would just play anyway, and then you can just recast all your combat tricks at instant speed. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. It just they, they put the number eight on there because they, they, they couldn't figure out another way to template this. Whereas cast target instant sorcery spell that only targets a creature you control right that's just yeah but occasionally you can cast your removal spell for eight additional mana if you wanted to uh yeah eight mana is such a lot though yeah but that's not what it's for this is for pump spells yeah and tricks and stuff that's what that's why this why why this ex exists it's weird they're trying a lot of different stuff for a lot of different things in this set and I yeah, like it, but... I, I'm the same. Like, I, I do, I do like. It. I guess I don't know. Maybe that's an attempt to be flavorful. Like, with it being the college set, like you get to, you get to try a lot of things. You get to learn a lot of things. You know, maybe they're learning a lot of things with this set as well. Like, you, you throw in a bunch of strange things and see what works and what doesn't, and what players like and what they don't. And that's kind of. The I mean I don't know I didn't go to uni but I assume that's part of the whole uni experience is is learning what you actually enjoy and what you don't enjoy and sort of figuring things out from there so maybe it's some sort of I don't know like meta call with this set. I mean I know that I enjoyed the big owl. It's a very nice <laughs> yeah. owl. 
It, the, yeah, the owl's cool. <laughs> the bird advisor. I mean, I I love an advisor. Big fan of, of of advisors. Play those all day long. But yeah, this is such a strange yard. Which... I think I, I think I'm going to give this a hit because it's a white Yorgmoth's will. <laughs> sure, if I'm the infinite or infinity or whatever it's called is a is a Yorgmoth's will. This is also a Yorgmoth's will. It's a white Yorgmoth's will. It... White cards aren't allowed to be good. This is good. This is very good. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yes. And we'll leave we'll it at see. that and move we'll on. We'll see. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a hit for me, at least. Same. Cool. And next up, we have Mila, Crafty Companion. It's one white-white for legendary creature, Fox. It's a 2-3 and has whenever an opponent attacks, one or more planeswalkers you control. Put a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control. And whenever a permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, you may draw a card. Uh, and on the back it is Luca, Wayward Bonder. Four red red for legendary planeswalker Luca. Five mana, sorry, five loyalty. You can plus one and you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card. If a creature card was discarded this way, draw two cards instead. Minus two, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Exile it at the beginning of your next upkeep. Minus seven, you get an emblem with whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. I do not care. I ju- I this don't one hundred percent a hit. Yeah, but I don't know what. Why did ugh, so much to read on these cards? Like the front, the front card, the Mila is a, a a mythic enough card card by itself that does enough. Yeah. Right, and it's very very powerful for a I white so. card. What's really frustrating about this is that isn't a mono white card that you can play in the mono white EDH deck. It has to yeah. be in a red white EDH deck, so you can't have that. Whenever a permanent you control becomes a target of spell ability, an opponent controls a draw card. Which clearly, because it's on a mono white card on the front, is a white ability, right? That's something the white can yeah. do now, and that's really really cool. That's really really powerful, and the thing that white EDH decks want to have. And now we have Luca on the back for some reason. Why the hell is Luca on <laughs> Strixhaven? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, and it's just because got loads planeswalkers, of more planeswalkers can just come and go. Planeswalkers can come and go from Strixhaven. Luca's one of the teachers or something. Sure. He teaches you about foxes. I, I. He's he's like the Indiana Jones of the of the set, right? Isn't he meant to be a baddie? Was he meant uh, to be a bad guy well, in the you? In the book, he was a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. Um, this does a lot of things. It's clearly a hit, and I just I'm sick of reading of it. Like this episode yeah, has it's... taken twice as long because we had to read the backside of loads of cards with loads of text. Yep. Uh, this is a hit because it's a planeswalker in your command zone. That'll do, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? And the front half's really good. Animation spell, like. <laughs> yeah, and the front side's good. Yeah. The front side's very yeah. playable. Man. Okay. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Professor Onyx. Four black black for legendary planeswalker Liliana. She has Magecraft. Whenever you cast a copy and instant or sorcery spell, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Plus one, you lose one life. Look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them in your hand and the rest in your graveyard. Minus three, each opponent sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures player controls. And minus eight, each opponent may discard a card. If they don't, they lose three life. Repeat this process six more times. It's a hit. Yeah, easy. Yep. Yeah, like it's Liliana. Very easy. Liliana's always going to be a hit. Uh, she's pretty much always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Liliana by a different name. It's <laughs> Tendrils of Agony on a stick, I guess. Uh, Reverse yeah, Tendrils. Great agony. card. Yeah. We've, we've, we've talked about this a lot. It's it's great. Big fan. Yes. Agree. Shall we move on? Yes. <laughs> 
Next up, we have Rowan, Scholar of Sparks. Two in a red for Legendary Planeswalker Rowan. Instant sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. Plus one, Rowan, Scholar of Sparks deals one damage to each opponent. If you've drawn three or more cards this turn, she deals three damage to each opponent instead. Minus four, you get an emblem with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may pay two. If you do, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. But that's not all. On the back, it is Will, Scholar of Frost. Four and a blue for a Legendary Planeswalker Will. Instant sorcery spells you cast, cost one less to cast. Plus one, up to one target creature has base power and toughness, zero two until your next turn. Minus three, draw two cards. Minus seven, exile up to five target permanents. For each permanent exile this way, its controller creates a four four blue and red elemental creature token. Uh huh. Hit, 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 hit. It's two planeswalkers in one. Uh -huh. I mean, they work very nicely together as well. You can play them both on the battlefield at the same time, and they've got some nice synergies going on. Uh, I'm not sure why Will's a blue Terastodon, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. This is fine. This is fine. We're just exploring that space that blue can do now, where it can just exile permanence and give them tokens. Yeah. It's just a thing that it can just do now. Yeah. Um, which, like, it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think this is a card that suffers from being in this set I think if if this was a set where this was the only dual faced card mm -hmm. this would be super super exciting yeah. like a dual faced planeswalker that would be cool that would be exciting but this like compare this to the 4 mana legendary creature of an 8 mana sorcerer on the back and this kind of feels underwhelming when it's just two planeswalkers that aren't necessarily very good yeah, like these these planeswalkers. I feel like these planeswalkers could have been, like almost could have been uncommon in War of the Spark. Could definitely have been rare in War of the Spark. Sure. Like individually. E yeah. Like five mana draw two cards for Will, and then mm -hmm. has a stack ability, making instant sorcery spells cost one less if it sticks around. Yeah, I, th I think they could have individually been... Well, I mean, maybe that could have been cool if they had been in War of the Spark. Stick it as a mythic and you, know, you can play either side. I think it's a hit because it is two Planeswalkers on one card, but it's not a very exciting one, in my opinion. How old are the Kenriths? Old enough to know better. <laughs> Why are they still in school? Because uh, it's like oh. university, isn't it? Shh. Sure. Sort of. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They're old enough that they need a, like they're young enough that they need a guardian with them everywhere on, on Eldraine. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh huh. It has lots of words. Mythic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm confused. So they're they're young enough that they need a guardian with them everywhere they go on Eldraine. But they're also old enough to fuck off to the Battlebond plane to fight to the death with people. Yes, correct. Cool, cool. Okay, makes sense, right? Let's move on to a good card. Yeah. Next up, we have Shadrick Silverquill, three white black for a two-five legendary Elder Dragon. It's flying and double strike. At the beginning of each combat on your turn, you may choose two. Each mode must target a different player. A target player creates a two-one white and black inkling creature token with flying. Target player draws a card and loses one life. Or target player puts a plus one plus one counter on each creature they control. Yeah, that's an easy hit. Yeah, very, very easy hit. Uh, it's a cool Elder Dragon that has some cool political effects for Commander. 
and I love it. Yeah, that's what it's designed for. And I, I imagine it's probably got standard implications. Yeah, quite possibly. Because you can just constantly choose. It's similar to Rankle, right? And you can just yeah. constantly choose to give them a two-on with flying and then just smack them upside the head with a two-five double-strike flyer and not, yeah. ha- not have to care about the two-on. And, like, sure, they get to block it every turn, but you're getting incremental advantage yeah. by either making, yeah, this, your making this bigger things or are getting cards. bigger yeah. or you're drawing cards. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. eventually you can just put one-on counters on creatures they control if because it won't matter at a certain point. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like this card a lot. Also, it doesn't look like a giant flying penis, so... Upside. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's it's kind of got the uh, the Dragon Lord Dramoka chin going on, and I kind of love that to be honest. Yeah, I I, I really like the one of my favorite things about Magic is just the, the way that they managed to find so many different designs for dragons. Yeah. They all like dragons, but they all look so unique. And I like you know even this far in, we've managed to find different ways to make dragons look like dragons, but also look completely different from each other, which is very cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. Big fan. Yeah, this card's good. Next up, we have Tanazir Chondrix. It's uh, three green blue for an Elder Dragon, 4 4, Flying and Trample. When Tanazir Chondrix enters the battlefield, double the number of plus one plus one counters and target which you control. Whenever Tanazir Chondrix attacks, you may have the base power and toughness of other creatures you control become equal to Tanazir Chondrix's power and toughness until end of turn. Um, yeah, I think it's a hit for me. Yeah, it's a very easy hit for me as well. I also feel like it's the most Simic dragon ever created. Yeah, it does plus one plus one counter things and then does like a biomass mutation thing. So it's very, very Simic. Yeah. Not even Quandrix, it's Simic. Yeah, this, this is Nivmizix's Simic baby brother, I guess. Yeah. And it, yeah, it. I kind of don't like that it, when it enters the battlefield, that thing doesn't trigger unless you've already been doing stuff. Though I imagine if you're playing yeah. blue green, you'll be doing plus one plus one kind of stuff. So I guess that's fine. And then yeah, it's just like a, a an overrun without um, without evasion when it attacks, which is powerful. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm a fan. I, I like it. I think it's cool. Cool, nice easy hit there again. Yeah. <laughs> And next on, we move on to our final mythic of the set. We have Velomachus Slowhold. Is that correct? Velomachus? That sounds right. Velomachus? Velom- I don't know. Big, big Boros Dragon. <laughs> it's a, a seven mana for 5-5 five, five Elder Dragon. Flying Vigilance and Haste. Whenever Velomachus Slowhold attacks, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana value less than or equal to Velomachus Slowhold's power from among them without paying its mana cost. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Wow. This is very good. This is very good. Yeah. Seven seven mana, five, five, seven mana, five, five, flying vigilance and haste. I would just play that. Mm -hmm. And then you get a free spell every time it attacks. That's... Like fantastic. At least a five drop. Yeah, just, just like yeah, just like s- sort of dig through time and cast the best spell. Like that's really cool. Yeah. The top seven. That's so many. Yeah. A top seven, and you you cast it without paying its cost. It's very good. Yeah, I I can. I mean, seven mana is a lot, but when it lands, you're winning the game. Though I guess most seven. Yeah, that's are it. Win like the game. seven seven mana is. Yeah, seven mana is a lot, but it has flying vigilance and haste, so it's going to get in for damage when it in it enters battlefield. And you cast that spell whenever it attacks, 
So even if it's just like, oh, lightning bolt, bolt your blocker, hit you for five, that's going to be good. Yep. I think this card is fantastic. I, I think this, yeah, this is probably going to be quite an interesting cube inclusion, I think. I think I could see me sticking this in a cube. It's also nice to have another, uh, a, di a different direction for Baros Commanders. And I'm yeah, sure this is yeah. about attacking, because and... it says the word attack and it has haste, but... Yeah. Also, it's about instant sorcery. Like, Boros Spellslinger is very interesting. Yeah, I think it plays nicely with some of the Boros cards. Like, this obviously like plays very nicely with Feather. You get to attack, you get to find yeah. something to target Feather with, and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's cool. I think this is exciting. Definitely a hit for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Cool. So we managed to get through a hit on Myth without too many arguments, I think, this time. I think pretty much all of them were hits, and we only disagreed on one. <laughs> so Yeah, I think nice. so. I think so. I th yeah, I just think this is a very, very strange set. Like, once again, there's there's a lot going on here. Like, there, yeah. like there wasn't Kaldheim, like there have been in most sets. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about there being so much all the time I mean personally I'm I'm not a fan of, I don't know like personally I'm not a fan of it as far as like their standard sets go mm -hmm. but I I do like that they are experimenting I do like that they are really pushing their boundaries I don't know I, I just feel like I would I would prefer to see like this amount of like weirdness in supplementary products and keeping your, your standard your standard sets just a little bit more I guess com complexity turned down a bit. I think it just. I, I don't really. I don't know. I, I, never, like, I never thought, like, oh, I really, really like this set. But when you look at it, there's just, there is just so much complexity and so, so much innovation in it. Like, yeah. So that's just all the mythics. But then, you know, there's so many things we haven't talked about um, on the other areas. Like, you, you have. There's so many different designs. There are weird mana casts. We have hybrid mana back, some of which have four hybrid mana symbols in their casting cast we have yeah. cards that have you know there's a card that's two white 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 like we have so many things we have weird mana costs that are like a, a yeah. color a hybrid mana than another color we have a bunch there's of a commander that says she can't cast permanent spells yeah like, we like there's a, yeah. a bunch of bunch of x spells and stuff and like obviously like the, the double phase cards and there is a lot of stuff going on in this set which i kind of love um, I'm not like enamored with the set, yeah. but I like that they're, like you said, like they're, they're pushing stuff, and we have a weird That's library of Alexandria style land. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. I, I just wish. I don't know. I feel very conflicted on it. I, I do definitely like that they are pushing and exploring so much, and I think innovation is, is a very good word. I think there's there is a lot of innovation going on in this set, but I think for me. When it comes to standard sets, I'd prefer that stuff ramped down a little because, like, at the end of the day, like Strixhaven is going to be—it's going to be somebody's first set. And if I'm, you know, somebody who's played Magic for years and is very confused by a lot of the cards in the set, is a new player like how is a new player going to react to that? Are they going to be confused, yeah. or is it the case of, of I'm used to Magic being one way and now Magic is totally different and. Therefore, I'm finding it difficult to grok or understand because I have this preconception of, of what magic is or what magic should be, and and a new player won't be as confused. They'll, I mean, they might have to read the card a few times, but but they'll get it. So, 
I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, imagine if if this happens, you, you this is your first set, and then they release something akin to Ixalan. Yeah. Like, wow, that's a real, <laughs> a real down in power level. But just, there are so many mechanics. There's so much stuff going on. We have cards like Grinning Ignis for some reason. We have, you know, spells with four colored pips in their mana cost, and then we also have it's also a gold set. We have colorless cards. We have a mechanic that gets stuff from outside the game. We have a bunch of cards that don't do anything that looks like magic cards we're used to, and if we are used to them, it's because the whole set's built around it. There are a bunch of really high numbers in the set. Um, and, you know, you have cards like Flunk, which is type creature gets minus X, minus X, turn turn, where X is seven minus the number of cards. And, like, there's so much stuff just yeah. to grok, you know? I mean, like, it's... it's what, and I, I love that. And, you know, coming off the back of Time Spiral Remastered, which is an absurdly complex set, I, I'm yeah. a big fan, but like you say, like, there's so much... And I, I got bored reading those mythics. Because there's yeah, so yeah, many words yeah. on them, it's yeah, it's so much. I think that's a that's a really good point. I I love absolutely love Time Spiral Remastered and and I, Modern Horizons. I loved that as well. And they were as far as complexity goes, they were kind of the bar. Like you looked like Time Spiral Block, and like Modern Horizons had like, like forty different mechanics in it or something stupid like that. There was a lot yeah. going on, but everything also felt quite familiar whereas mm -hmm. this feels like there's so much going on i don't even know what half it is yeah because i mean there are no there's no real like pattern between anything really because you've also got ward which is a brand new mechanic which is now going to be evergreen going forward every yeah. magecraft ability does something else like every magecraft yeah. magecraft trigger is unlike another magecraft trigger so that, that it's not just like one mechanic that does the same thing there's no it, there are no like real cycles of cards there's no like you know, because with Ravnica and stuff, it's all there's all a lot going on, and there's a bunch of different elements. But you have like the guild mages that tie it all together, right? That all do a yeah. very, very similar thing in a, in a similar pattern. But you don't have that here. You also have uncommon legendary creatures, and there's just a, there's just so much going on in the set. Um, and yeah. I think we can said we, that about. Can we Kalbo. talk about uh, Kyan Dean of Substance for a minute? Certainly. That's a massive like it's a huge cannabis leaf, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, the Dean of Substance, and there's a huge canvas leaf in the middle of the card. Yeah. They should have made that card number 420 in the set. <laughs> that would have been good. Like the extended art one, that would have been so good. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's just so much, and like, you know, there are... Like, you just look at some of the, like, some of the cards, specifically, that are like... Like, Fractal Summoning, which is X, Hybrid Simic, Hybrid Simic, which is, you know... And a very interesting mana cost in itself, and it's also a lesson. And then you make a zero zero yeah. account and put X one cat, and it's a common. Like it, it's just there are there are so so many different things, and I, and like I say, I love that, but also it's so much. It's so much, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for the game. Yeah, I think it is going to put off quite a few people that would have loved Magic if. Uh, if they came at a less complex time. Yeah, I really, I really don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what the the long lasting effects of of this set are. Yeah, I think that yeah, certainly, it it feels like like for me certainly we're we're very much still in the era of commander. There's a lot of oh yeah, probably long term commander staples here, and I, I guess I guess that's good. I guess that, that that's a good thing in terms of of uh, you know magic continuing to be a, a successful product and. Yeah, and we've got Mystical Archives. I don't know. Let's not forget that. That's true. Mystical Archives is great. That is one thing. But that's I an, do that's another layer of love about this complexity to the set, right? 
it's, an, yeah, it's another yeah, it's true. another thing that's just in the in the the boost packs. Yeah, just, you know, an entirely another set of 121 cards that you <laughs> you know you have to know, and they all look different and look weird. And yeah, cards I can, and some imagine being a being a new player and opening a Extus Auric Overlord and like a channel in the same pack. Like yeah, and well, that's thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Wild, no? I mean, I feel like we yeah <laughs> mimicking mimicking a lot of uh, conversations we had about about Kaldheim, and there's just so much going on. Um, yeah, this feels like even more so than Kaldheim. Kaldheim was just like, wow, there's a lot of mechanics. I didn't realize there was so many mechanics going on here, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of different this, things. This just feels like, well, it's like yeah, this feels like yeah. Go ahead. So, so you've got spirit summoning, which is one yeah. one Boros Boros for a sorcery lesson. Create a three two. Red and white spirit creature token. That isn't a cycle. <laughs> I would expect that to be a cycle for each one of them, right? Well, like you have yeah. inkling summoning and fractal summoning, and they're all lessons that fit. They're, they're, that isn't a cycle. It's just it's just one off yeah. card that does a thing that you would expect, and that, that's that. I think that just exemplifies what's going on with the set. Like that isn't. Oh no, there is. <laughs> there is. Oh. I looked up and there was. <laughs> there is fractal summoning. That is that cool. is literally literally a card. That's the one I talked about earlier. Holy crap! You could just cut all of that. Sure. Feel free sure. to do that. I'll do. Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan, but it is a lot. And I feel like I'm only going to learn most of these cards because I interact with magic cards every day. Yeah, I think I think where I sit is, I'm not a fan. But I also think it's a good thing. Like I'm happy this stuff is happening, but I, I I'm not. A, but I don't like it. If that makes sense. Yeah. I know. I think I'm. I think yeah. I'm in the same boat. I think I agree. With yeah. You. It's just magic in in 2019 forward. Is there <laughs> continues to continues to to be a thing, doesn't it? Uh, unfortunately, so. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? What does not continue to be a thing in this podcast because we are now well over this hour mark. So yep. I think that's pretty much all we have time for this week. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about about Strixhaven? How do you feel about these? Just the complexity of the set, all of the strange things. Do you feel we got we got it right? We hit a myth. Come hit us up on social media on Twitter. We're at hfdcast, facebook.com slash hfdcast. Or if you really enjoyed anything that you've enjoyed in the show and would like to give back in a monetary value, you can hit us up for Patreon. We are patreon.com slash Arrow Devastation. Tears start from as little as $1 per month. That's roughly 20 to 25 cents per episode. Um, and the world's back to normal again. and Nothing bad is going on and it's all fine. So you should give us your money instead of keeping it to yourself. Right? Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> uh, you can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. If you wanted to go to one of those platforms and leave us a, a rating or a comment or a review, we'd really appreciate it because it helps us get the podcast out to more people. Yeah. If you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I am at PeachGardenOaf, Facebook.com, I'm Jill Loudon. You can find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. I also stream on Twitch every Friday night. We do something magic related. It's usually a lot of cube and definitely a lot of fun. You can find me at twitch.tv slash peachgardenoaf. Come check me out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter still at snail69. Nice. Thanks. Um, I'm tweeting a lot of things that I don't have time to go into. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's certainly a world we're still in, isn't it? Unfortunately it is, yeah. 
Cool. So with that, once again we're approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned, so we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation.